Good evening, Natalia. My name is Arushi Choudhury, and I am the founder and CEO of Color for Empowerment, an organization that aims to educate children and teenagers about social and economic issues in my community. And so I wanted to thank you today for getting the time to talk with us about the importance of diversity and inclusion in the workplace. And if you don't mind, I would love a brief introduction about who you are as well. Yes, thank you so much for having me here, Arushi. I'm really proud of everything that you've done with your organization, and I'm always happy to support. Um, so a little bit about myself. I graduated from the University of Washington in 2018, and then again in 2020. So I have two degrees from UW at the University of Washington. We call that double dog. Um, and so my focus was always leadership in higher education. So how does higher education work? What kind of barriers are there for students? How do we make things better? Um, and in undergrad, my major was education, communities, and organizations. It was a little bit of a um, mostly mix of like educational theory, but we had an internship requirement. So for a whole year, we were required to work at different organizations and learn real life practices. And so I think just the whole time that I was growing up, I found an interest in helping others. And I found an interest in making things simpler. Like sometimes it's so easy to see an issue, right? Um, within an organization and it just takes a some fundraising or raising awareness about an issue to make things happen. Kind of like what you're doing with your organization. And so I decided to pursue a career in education. I have worked as an academic advisor. So I always get questions related to what kind of classes you need to take, running start, things like that. Um, I have also worked very closely with the admissions office. Um, and currently my title is community program manager at the Foster School of Business within the University of Washington. That is a very long title, but in summary, what I do is I support college students specifically students of color, students that are first generation and students that are low income to both ex access the university um, and also graduate from the Foster School of Business specifically because we do know that there is a lack of diversity in the corporate world, in the business world. And so that is one of our missions of the office that I work at, at the Undergraduate Diversity Services. Yes, and um, another focus is just to make sure that I'm um, building community within those students groups. So I have a lot of fun events every other week. We will have some Indian food or we'll have some Mexican food. We'll have activities, games, just cultural nights. Um, forgive the blurriness of the camera for a little bit. I think it's just the camera refocusing as I move. So I'll try not to use my hands as much. Uh, that was a long introduction, but I am ready to answer any questions that you're curious about. Thank you for sharing. It's clear you have a great passion and a great interest for diversity. So jumping right in, I know this answer is very different for many people, but to you personally, what is your definition of diversity? Yes, I. that's a great question. So diversity in general, right, um, just means to not have the same thing. So if you have a diversity of items in your house, that means you have different kinds of items. Um, when we're talking about ac academia and universities, what we're talking about for the most part is different status um, of income, uh, documentation status, race, ethnicity, gender, um, historically, we can think about where these things come from 
because of the fact that universities, when they did first start, they were not open access to all. It was actually only white men who were allowed to go to college and university. Over time, that changed. Um, fun fact, colleges used to be uh, separated by genders as well. So there was uh, women colleges and men colleges. It's crazy to think about that now because you can even dorm with a person of the opposite sex of you. Um, but times have changed so much, right? And so, now um, what universities have realized is that it is very important for students to be around people that have come from different backgrounds um, and that it's better to make things accessible for all people and that we do have some restoring to do in the fact that there was damage in the past um, and there was at points times where it was very difficult for someone to be a person of color, the only person of color in their classroom. And sometimes that is still the case now. Um, things have definitely changed. A lot of colleges and universities are doing better. Um, and, but it has become something that universities and colleges are proud of to have a diverse body of students. Um, and also to just celebrate the fact that you can come from so many different walks of life and still like, find community with people even though you might not have anything in common with them and so in a summary diversity is mostly um i focus on it in my work in the terms of identity just having spaces that are more diverse they're not uniform or or um you know for example when i'm talking about explaining that a space is diverse i see different age groups i see potentially parents um some of my students are parents right um, and they are within the 18 to 24 age range. Um, some of my students are veterans. They have been to the military. Some of my students are immigrants and do not have documentation status. Some of them have the privilege of being a citizen um, of the United States, being able to leave the country and come back. Um, most of my students are low income, first generation students of color. And yeah, so that's what I talk about when I say diversity. Those are the kind of spaces that my job is focused on creating. That's an awesome, awesome role. And it's definitely very important for um, people who don't have the same privilege as others to be more represented. But specifically at UW and other schools, why do you think it's so important for diversity to be promoted? Yeah, I would go ahead and say, first of all, it's just overall more fun, duh, right? Like how awesome was it when you were able to share with me a little bit about your family and your Indian culture last time that we spoke? Um, I do think that it is a, a good thing to know about um, different cultures, communities, um, different celebrations that people have because, you know, the world is changing very much and it is better to be able to approach something that actually works for everyone rather than just for some people, right? Um, and so in terms of why is it important to diversify and for um, diverse for schools to care about diversity, I would say because it definitely makes the world a better place. Like how awesome is it to have representation in engineering and medicine? So for example, when there is a lack of, for example, Spanish speaking um, medics, you know, sometimes there might be um, a population that medics are working in and it's a high population of immigrants that don't speak Spanish or whatever language, right? And so the fact of just having that additional skill um, because um, that person was raised differently, was bilingual, does know many languages um, and is multilingual, 
that just opens the doors in terms of how many communities you can support and build connections with. And so when we think about diversity, like it really does come down to the fact that it makes medicine better. It makes engineering better. Um, it makes education better and it makes business better. And so things are changing a lot. Um, uh, recently, Arushi uh, and I were both at RSM, a company in Seattle, and they were talking about how um, some people that are seeking to hire RSM to do uh, their um, to handle their finances are now seeking a certain percentage of diversity within the company. So if RSM doesn't have this percentage, whatever percentage set of women in the corporate field or um, of people of color, then they might choose to go with someone else because they potentially can more holistically support that client. And so it's not even just a thing of like personal opinion nowadays. Sometimes now that is the standard. And I'm happy that we're getting to those places where it's so easy to see like, hey, this company is entirely made of white women. Like, why isn't there any women of color? Or, hey, this entire this entire company is filled with men. Like, why don't we have women working here? Um, for example, with like feminine hygiene products or like hair care, things that can sometimes just be um, because of the nature of different genders be approached differently. Um, it's better to have a diverse team so that people can bring in anything that's missing. Specifically in colleges and universities, I think it, it makes people work better together in the fact that, like I mentioned, you're making things more accessible for everybody. Um, and for me personally, I, I enjoy being around others that are different than myself and learning. It actually makes me better at my job because of the fact that like I am only Mexican and American, right? And so I will never understand what it is to be a black man, what it is to be a black woman. As much as I want to learn about a community, I will never be Indian. I might never understand the language. You know, if something was happening in um, in your family's home country, Arushi, like I think that you would have a personal connection to that. Um, and I think that like at the end of the day, sometimes you only know things that come from your culture. And I think that it's just so much better when people can understand that. Um, there's value in everybody's different culture and that we should all, all really care about representation for everyone. Mm -hmm. I think representation is a huge thing, even in, even in media that you might not even consider diverse, like Disney princesses or Disney princes. Mm -hmm. Representation and diversity starts at a really young age. And mm -hmm. I think what companies need to be careful of, however, is not simply hiring applicants because they fit a checkbox. And mm -hmm. I think that that was one of, um, that's one of like a challenge that I see that companies are dealing with is, should I hire one because they fit in the diversity checkbox or should I hire an applicant because they have the correct skills to do so? So that's also yeah. a, a battle that may be solved in the future. But at the time right now, it's definitely certainly a problem as well. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with you. And it's a very complicated topic, right? So I don't know if you've ever heard um, about biases and what those are. Biases, let me explain. So a bias, when someone has bias, everyone has bias in many different ways in many different aspects. Um, it has been researched. So for example, there is a saying or a quote called white people hire white people. 
And so um, let's say that two different interview candidates come into a room and um, one of them looks like myself and one of them looks completely different. Um, maybe everybody in that room looks exactly like that other candidate and I'm the only one that stands out. Maybe culturally my upbringing was so completely different that there's not really anything to talk about. Maybe the other candidate relates so much more. They're able to feel a better connection. They're able to talk about things that are the same because they had access to certain things. And so there is this saying that white people hire white people because we all have biases. It's not only white people that do it, everybody does it. Um, Latinos do it, um, uh, black people do it. We tend to, as human species, go towards things that we are familiar with. And what are we familiar with? Our own kind, our own culture, our own people, our own language, things like that. And so that's where um, I think you're absolutely right. Like companies are an interesting point because they do have to make those decisions. And I think it just depends on the severity of the issue, right? Like um, uh, affirmative action is also something that is talked about and very controversial. Um, I, of course, think that everyone needs to have merit to be able to do the job. I always tell everybody that I'm working with, like, if I'm looking at someone and I'm trying to hire them for a position, I don't automatically go with the fact that a person of color will be better for a job than someone who is not a person of color because they just might not be, right? So, like, that is not an automatic um that is not an automatic way for you to know that someone is going to be good at a job. It's, it's proven through your resume. It's proven through your connections, the reputation of your work and what you do, the knowledge that you have, being able to teach others about things. Um, but at the same time, sometimes things can be so bad in organizations that it's okay to teach people things if they just have never had the opportunity to be in spaces, right? So for example, when I was in college, I did an internship in advancement. Advancement is a fancy way to say fundraising. Colleges and universities need a lot of fundraising from millionaires and rich people and organizations. Um, and it is important because with that money, we get to do research. We get to um, support students to complete their, grad their degrees. And so, but for me personally, I didn't like working in advancement because it was a lot of, you know, asking people for money, which is very important work and somebody has to do it for sure. Um, I uh, was um, in college and typically most people in advancement are white. Um, and the whole purpose of the internship was try to diversify the entire industry of advancement in the US. So it was students from different colleges all over the United States. And that was why it began, right? Because there just was so little diversity that you have to start somewhere. Like how about we provide internships to younger students? And so that's why we have a lot of programs in high schools and colleges to support people because maybe it's just the fact that um, your life was completely different growing up compared to maybe someone that had more money than you or more access or connections to um, organizations than yourself, right? I think it's very obvious for us to understand that like someone that grows up rich, being able to do any sport they want, travel anywhere they want, will have different life experiences than someone who does not have money, has to spend their time working to support their family, um, might not be able to travel as much, um, might not have as much time to learn compared to somebody else um, to focus on their own interests and goals. And so um, the way that you grow up um, definitely has a, a huge impact on the 
access that you have to certain spaces or not, just because of the fact that sometimes you just don't even know what you don't know. You know, how, how would I ever know about investing if like, I wouldn't have ever had a friend who told me that that's how people get rich by investing their money. You can't just work hard and save your money. Like for you to become a millionaire, like for the most part, you have to be investing your money, right? Um, or have a very successful business that's uh, producing so much revenue. And so I think that at the end of the day, it's so important to remember that you do every time you step into a room, be sensitive. Don't assume anything about any culture. You um, you should be there with an open mind and just understand that there is value from every direction that people are coming from. And you might disagree with them about things and that is okay. Can I tell you a funny story? Hopefully I'm not too off topic. Go for it. So the first time that I ever went to Hawaii, um, they people at work told me, you have to visit this food truck. You have to visit this food truck. Go first thing in the morning. They have these like empanadas and empanadas are kind of like little pies and you can have meat in them or you can have um, sweet food in them too. Uh, so they can be desserts. And I was like, oh yeah, like I, I need to go to that truck. I have to go there. I'll be there bright and early. Um, I work an eight to five in the US. A lot of people do that, that, you know. And so for me, early was like eight, nine, 10. And so I wake up, I get in the shower, I get all cute because I'm on vacation. And I'm like, let me go find this place to have breakfast. And I get there and they were not open. And I was like, okay, maybe I came a little early. I'll like go hang out at the beach. I go like hang out at the beach, get lost. I go have lunch. I forgot about the truck. And then on my way back, I'm just like, uh, um, thinking, oh, the food truck, it's about like 1230 or 1 p.m. And they still hadn't opened. Um, and so I go back to my hotel room and go on with like the rest of my day. I forgot about it. Honestly, I, you know, there was so many other attractions to do. The next day I'm walking around and I happen to see that they're open. It was around like 2, 2.30 p.m. And it's so funny because I asked the owner, I was like, oh, like you're open. It's like, were you just closed yesterday? And they're like, no, we opened. But um, uh, I was like, oh, like, I just, I arrived here early and I didn't, and I didn't see, catch you open. And he said, yeah, we open early. We open about like 2 or 2.30 p.m. And to me, it was just so funny because like maybe on the islands, you know, culturally, you are not as stressed about certain things than maybe someone who lives in a city and has to commute and has to plan and get places early. And so it's just like, even culturally, the way that different spaces within the US can be, I mean, we know there's um, different parties that, you know, um, kind of dictate the laws and rules within the US. And so there is diversity, even like what early means, right? Um, to different people. And so that was a fun story. And I cannot stop laughing because he said, yeah, we opened up early. We opened up around 2 p.m., 2.30 p.m. And I'm like, okay, okay, I get it now. Y'all are more relaxed out here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're living the best life. I honestly <laughs> envy them. <laughs> I know. We have school at like 7 in the morning. <laughs> I know. They're not even open at that point. Sound asleep. <laughs> so it's clear that you have exposure to all these diverse people, places, and experiences. And how would you say your career has been enhanced by those or the opposite? Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you. And so I'd say like, it can always be challenging to bring up conversations about race, ethnicity, gender, especially when it's like the first time that someone is talking about it. 
um, it's always new to me when I learn about different things. Um, and so I think that what can be difficult is that, and I personally believe that you will never fully be able to understand someone's identity that is not your own. So for example, like I can empathize with a community that is going through a challenge, but I will never fully know what it is like to be a black man in America, um, how dangerous that could feel at times, right? Um, and so uh, I think that that can be difficult just because people are wanting to be so well-intentioned that they forget sometimes that it's okay to take a step back and try to help be a part of the solution rather than just like saying like, oh, I also struggle. I also struggle. I also struggle. Um, and it is true. Everybody from every different uh, racial group, gender has different challenges. Um, and I think that that's the important piece that we have to focus on, right? Like we all carry different identities and in some of them, we are in a position of power, right? And in some of them, we are in a position where we might not have the power to make certain things happen. One of those is actually age, right? I've traveled around the world and in some countries, um, like I, I'm trying to remember where it was. I'm not so sure, but uh, I remember somebody telling me that young children, what was it? I, I, I can't remember off the top of my head, but like young children, had the ability to like vote some like vote for something really important. And in my head, I was like, in the US, we can't even vote until we're 18. Um, and so just the fact that like even the way that we treat youth compared to adults um, is different too. But what I would say about how it has been enhanced, how my career has been enhanced is that the more I learn about different cultures, the Vietnamese culture and maybe some of the challenges that Vietnamese American immigrants face in the US um, or the Ethiopian community, which is a large population of the students that I uh, work with at Foster School of Business too. Um, like what, what led to their families being here historically, just learning about their, their celebrations, their food, and also, you know, trauma that communities face. I can learn as much as possible, but I will never fully understand what it is to walk in their shoes. And so uh, I think that learning about different um, people and different groups of people is what enhances my ability to do this work. But I never want to confuse someone and say that that makes me understand what it's like to be someone that I'm not. That makes sense. Yeah, I can imagine how empathy would be like one of the most important skills that you learn through your throughout your career and others. Mm -hmm. So I know we've touched a little bit about challenges in specific communities, but specifically regarding your job working in diversity and inclusion at the UW, what is the most challenging aspect of that? Thank you. That's a really great question, actually. Um, I um, enjoy my job so much and there's so many awesome things like come on every other week you have a group of like 100 students I, I told you earlier right like eating Indian food eating banh mi's eating Vietnamese food eating Mexican food like learning about different cultures having guest speakers come in to just build community between all of the different groups of students like I'm blessed I get to have so much fun and I get to work with students from all different walks of life um, but I think that what can be challenging, right, is that piece that I mentioned earlier, like, I will never fully know what it is like to come from these um, communities that I'm not a part of, and I can try my best to try to create programming 
for Native American um, Indigenous students. I can try my best to create programming um, that will engage with the Black community. But at the end of the day, I'm not Black, you know, and like, um, I think that it's okay for you to be in spaces and be an ally to um, communities and the struggles of communities. Um, but at the end of the day, like, who knows what's best for that community, right? Um, and so some of the challenges is that, that like, I have to step into spaces and sometimes have opinions about things that I don't know quite yet and I'm still learning about, right? And also in the fact that, um, let me like break down what you said, diversity, equity, and inclusion at a university. Dang, that was a really great question. So let's go back to what we learned about diversity. Diversity means having people coming in from different spaces, right? Different walks of life, different race, ethnicity, gender, sexual orientation, ability, um, heights, um, uh, education levels, right? Um, income. Equity means that those different identities don't change the access that you have to things. So someone that is rich should um, basically be able to do the same thing as someone that is poor, um, kind of saying it vice versa, right? Someone that is poor should not be held back by, um, by not being able to afford something that a rich person could. And so that's why we have like free and reduced lunch in K through 12. We have scholarships, federal aid, um, No, I think it cut out just now. Can you hear me now? Very quiet. Very quiet? What if I speak very loudly? Okay, yeah, now it works. <laughs> Perfect. Are you sure you can hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay, and so what, what equity is, is that everybody gets to access the same things no matter what your identity is, right? So there's an image that we always see when we Google what equity means, and it's a fence. There's a short person that can't see beyond the fence, and, the, um, and then and there's a tall person that can see beyond the fence. How are those two people supposed to see the game? One of them is too short. Right? And so equity is providing a story so that someone, that person that's shorter can be able to see the game just like this other person. And so that's what we think about, like removing barriers. And then inclusion is that that person that is shorter than the taller person feels included in that space. And that happens through being able to see the game, right? And so um, I think that what's hard is that those are very different pieces. Um, Sometimes people think that just when you have, just by the, the simple fact of having a majority um, of students at a university be people of color, that that means that you're doing good. But what about graduation rates? Are students graduating? you know, um, and things like that. So that's, that's, I think, what is the most challenging is that there's so many different pieces to it. And like one person cannot do it alone. It requires a lot of collaboration, um, time. And so, yeah, um, even for like international students who go, a lot of them have really high grades and learn from the time that they were little, but culturally when they come to the U.S., it is a different culture. The English can be maybe a little bit different than what they learned in school um, and fitting in. So like, um, so what I'm trying to say is like, even people that have a higher income like, can struggle in the U.S. Um, system. And that's why there is programming. Like at the University of Washington, we have a whole office who's focused on supporting international students because we know um, that our international students want that support. That's 
That's awesome. Thank you. And before we head on to the last um, question for today, um, unfortunately, um, I think your microphone is talking super loudly at some times and then super quietly at some others. I don't know how to address that. Let me see if I can try to adjust that. Give me one second. No worries. Can we give this a shot? Yes, this works now. Yay, okay. <laughs> okay, awesome. Is everything ready? Mm -hmm. Okay, great. So last but not least, it was amazing talking to you, but I'm sure other people would still want one piece of advice or a lesson that you've learned and that you would like to share to others as a community program manager for UW's undergraduate diversity services. So, Anything that you want to share with us? Yes, thank you, Arushi. I um I would like to share just the fact of like not giving up. No matter who you are, no matter what identities you carry, you are going to face challenges in life. Um, and make sure that you know if it is something that you're you're having a, a challenge with as you're applying to colleges, even during college, like just don't give up. So like maybe you are the first in your family to go to college and you're the one who has to ask all these questions it'll be so worth it in the end maybe you are the one that has to work a little bit more throughout school to get through school but you know it'll pay off in the end just ask a lot of questions don't be afraid to ask for help um and have fun like uh i think that college is such a great time do the things that you love um i don't think i mentioned this to you arushi but you have some really great journalism skills, both in like the way that you build questions, the way that you transition through questions. I don't know if that has any, you know, connection to what you've told me you're interested in with business, but like it's worth a shot to consider things sometimes. And so I just wanted to give you props on that because it's been awesome to get to work on this with you. Um, and just try different things. You never know what you will really like. And nowadays it is interesting that there there's full roles at corporations as well um, for the kind of work that I do, diversity, equity, and inclusion. How do we make this company a company that attracts more diverse applicants and retains them? Um, turnover is a thing that uh, we talk about a lot in, um, in the professional world which is when people quit and then a new person comes in and then people quit and then a new person comes in you hear that a lot in education with teachers because of how challenging the job can be sometimes and so experts in diversity equity and inclusion they attempt to reduce turnover and keep employees that are really really well trained happy so that the company can overall be better and have better managers and people that have been there for a long time become experts to train new people so that was a really long answer, but at the end of the day, um, don't give up, ask a lot of questions and try new things.